0: Boom. There we go. We're live. Do we have anyone coming in? Oh, they're coming in. All right. <laughs> oh, they're coming. Uh, they're coming because they know this is going to be a good one. That's right.
1: It is going to be a good one. Really good one. Such a great idea, Mike. You really are a, a thought leader. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Josh. I get it all from you. <laughs> the um, You know, while we're waiting on everybody, I just wanted to take a second to uh, – Give a shout-out and honor the now late Eddie Van Halen. I'm so bummed that, uh, that he passed. I was uh, – I didn't even know this, but uh, I think I, – I mean, I knew that he played guitar on uh, the, you know, the song Beat It. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, yeah. didn't know that he actually changed, the, changed it on Michael Jackson, apparently. Apparently he went into the studio to check to, to play what Michael Jackson had given him and he and Jackson walked out and he's like hey I, I tried this idea what do you think and so that whole guitar solo is his pretty cool entrepreneur wow. musical entrepreneur So sad. Wow. Did not know that Yeah well I'm full of uh, information Mike you're not the only guy that no. reads uh, reads the paper <laughs>
0: oh man that's it that's something? it that's it that's it oh man um i like van halen even after david lee roth left you know they're still they were they were good hey um where you guys so so where are you guys calling in from today jill
2: so i'm here in tampa florida all right
0: and brooks you
3: on the opposite side of the country in southern california
0: this is great. We're coast to coast today. It's fantastic. Hi, Lucinda. Lucinda saying hi from Phoenix. There we go. Rocking Eddie Van Halen all day long. Nice. <laughs> all right. So guys, let's, uh, let's, let's start the show. We got, uh, hi, Tracy. Yeah, Tracy. We got Chandra, David. I see Dawn is with us today. Oh man, look at this. We got, we got come on in, come up front, grab a seat. There's plenty of room come and get some pie guys here we go so today uh first welcome to distributors helping distributors Uh, on behalf of my partner josh fry uh myself michael mahoney i'm excited to have you guys here today we're going to talk about get your piece of the pie unused budget dollars available for the taking you know the the whole industry has been struggling right uh we all know this you know with this this whole economic situation it's been pretty tough but you know there is there's a lot of good news. I want to say there's some good news. There's a lot of good news. And and one of the things is that some industries are doing quite well, and they have unspent budget dollars as we approach year end. So today, we'd like to help you understand those opportunities, where to spend your time, where to focus your efforts, and, and how to capitalize on this. And you know, if, uh, if you're nimble, if we are nimble, we can capture some sales over the next 90 days and try to salvage, uh, this year. Right. And, uh, and head into next year with a, with a good start. Speaking of rock stars, Josh, uh, we've got two rock star guests with us today. Uh, we've got, um, Brooks Bowman, founder and CEO of Be Creative Marketing, uh, top independent distributor, one of the top independent distributors in the country, uh, and Jill Oppolo, director of national accounts for Brown and Bigelow, and quite a, uh, an accomplished salesperson herself. So they're going to bring the knowledge here in, in just a little while. Of course, we've got my partner, Josh Fry, who's a perennial multi-million dollar uh, producer himself. So uh what is swag coach you know josh and i are frontline sales reps just like yourself we have developed strategies and methods that have helped us to consistently uh perform and, and sell uh, we focus on filling the pipeline industry niches building recurring and, uh, and passive revenue streams through things like uh, company stores uh just uh being able to uh, putting together, sorry, automations to help us uh, operate like a much bigger operation uh, and outsource as much as possible, for example, to basically allow us to focus on relationships and selling profitable deals. So, and that's what we do. We also uh, have a coaching program, a small group coaching program, which we will mention later. Brooks actually is a member of of that program. Uh, And that program is really designed to help take the, 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 the methodologies that Josh and I have developed and teach those to some of the elite distributors in the country who want to grow their sales and increase their margins, right? So, I can see Josh has got the slide up here for uh, you know for uh, for today. This is a free session. Uh, the uh, The price of admission, as we like to say, is uh, participation. So, you know, we'd ask you to uh, to participate in the polls when we we'll put those up. Uh, ask questions. We're going to have some Q and A opportunities here, and we'd like for you to uh, to to give us those. Uh, give us your, your questions. Uh, and, uh, here we go. So the agenda, so our agenda for today, basically the, the welcome here, we've got our, our, uh, Josh now going to make a few remarks. Then we've got, uh, our, our panel with Brooks and, and Jill and Q and a, really the Q and a is, is sprinkled throughout this whole session. So go ahead and start giving us, you know, questions that you have for, for the panelists. And at the end, Josh, or through during this, Josh is going to go through the, uh, year in budget cheat sheets right so uh in your takeaways for this or what types of unused budget dollars are out there for the taking right Absolutely. so uh, I, some of the past shows that we've covered guys just as a refresher we've talked through here crisis communications crm and tracking your pipeline we had a futurist on actually one of the more interesting uh guys is an economist and a futurist talking about pivoting to this new economy that was back in, i think in march or april uh, ppe lead generation using linkedin time management leveraging student interns uh as a free source or cheap source of 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 help uh outsourcing and and more so uh we've really tried to make the the spirit of these uh these these webinars these shows to be to help you grow and and scale your businesses so uh with that josh i think you've got uh some uh some things you want to share as well right um i do Please,
1: would you like to chime in, Josh? I would love to. You know, being on the sales side, there's only so long I can stay quiet, right? (laughs) Okay. So thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Welcome, everybody. Really appreciate you making the time. I know things are picking up in the industry, and I'm sure everybody's busy in the middle of their day, so thanks for making the time to join us. Um, You know, when we came up with this idea of distributors helping distributors webinar uh, back in March the spirit of it was to bring together a community of like-minded people, right? We're all promo distributors, salespeople out there, uh, hunting and killing and, and doing what we can to survive and thrive. And the spirit of this is best practice sharing. And so today's call about getting yours and your year-end budget, I think, is not only timely, but this is a fantastic opportunity for all of you on this call to learn from some serious sales pros like Brooks and Jill, as well as to engage and share with the rest of the audience what you're seeing out there. You know, a lot of times in our industry, we're just kind of got our heads down and are doing our own thing. So we definitely wanted to create a uh, platform where we can share best practices, and today is going to be a perfect example of doing just that. Um, I won't uh, spend too much more time, so we can kind of dive into it, uh, but one of the things that uh, that I wanted to just point out is, you know, uh, like Mike, I tend to read every once in a while, and uh, there was an interesting article that came out in the Wall Street Journal this week, and it really talked about, as you can kind of see on the screen, the COVID economy. And so it's a deep divide between the haves and have-nots. And it's just interesting to read and see there are a lot of people out there that are suffering, but there are a lot of people out there that are having you know, their best years ever. And understanding why that's happening and what industries they're involved with, what regions they're involved with, can help us figure out who we're targeting. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about unused budgets we're going to talk about industries that are ripe for the taking and we're going to talk about products that we can sell those sell those people so without further ado uh we would like to kind of get the panel started i'm going to stop Let's, sharing my screen here
0: all right so uh i'll introduce uh, our, our guest first we've got uh brooks bowman so brooks as i mentioned is uh the the founder and ceo of be creative marketing uh brooks started be creative back in the year 2000 and uh, they work with a lot of uh, events, do a lot of event production and swag sales uh, with us. So they help uh, create connections between brands and consumers. They work with AT&T, Nike, Verizon, uh, Apple, Autodesk, and Nintendo, a lot of large organizations, right? So uh, uh, Be Creative is a big player. Uh, and uh, Jill Oplo is the director of national accounts for Brown and Bigelow. So, uh, you know, they're Brown and Bigelow, of course, Founded, uh, what, 100 and something years ago, one of the top promotional products suppliers uh, in the country. So with that, let's, uh, let's get rocking. Josh, what's, why don't you start us off with questions for uh, for Brooks and, and Jill?
1: Yeah, well, I think the first thing that we should discuss is, you know, I want to hear a little bit about what you all are seeing out there, you know, and uh, in terms of the year in budgets. What types of, what types of budgets you're seeing as it relates to the industries that you service and what are you doing with, how are you pitching those, those people, you know, so um, what's happening and what I'm seeing, and I know Brooks, we've talked about this and Joe, we've talked about this too, is you've had You have these companies that have, that have been thriving. There's a lot of companies that haven't been doing well, but the companies that have been doing well that are thriving in this COVID economy have a lot of employees that are working remotely. Right. Um, So they have these unused budgets essentially that they're now interested in possibly redeploying, uh, whether it's on the employee morale side of things or it's the client appreciation side of things. So I'm just kind of curious what each of you are seeing on the front line. And then while you're talking, I think it would also be very interesting to hear from the audience, and they could certainly put it in the Q&A, what they're seeing, right? We definitely want to have an interactive discussion here and kind of see that as well. So anybody want to volunteer to uh, kind of share first?
2: Sure. Um, so a couple things that I'm seeing now, first of all, you know, as we all had you know, some slow, slow months starting to see the uptick, not only in employers um, sending things to their employees um, just as a feel good, but I'm finding that instead of like my clients, a lot of them are manufacturing um, or they will launch a, a new item. And in order to launch it, they need to be able to to have that that piece in front of the customer. So what they're doing is they are going to us and they're saying, okay, so if we're going to do a zoom call and we're going to have 300 distributors on there to do something fun, to get them engaged. So we'll send, whether it's a cooler filled with, you know, candies or a tumbler, just to continue that engagement, because if you're launching a product, you have to get in front of them. So it's that open invitation to, um, to still have that personalizing, you know, you're, you're not, right in front of them but they're on this this call they've got something fun in front of them so i'm starting to see a major uptick in food gifts which i think a lot of people are at this point
1: point. and are you able to lev- like are you uh, like for me i'm seeing obviously not just just those types of projects but also suppliers in our industry willing to play ball a little bit more right less less or free dropship charges free right. or minimal fulfillment charges right. are you able to leverage that on the supplier side of things
2: absolutely and where you're looking at you know different people are uh, you know, free personalization everybody's coming out with something honestly it's hard to keep track of all of our you know suppliers and what they're what they're offering every day um, it's it's going to be an interesting couple of months as suppliers don't have you know big stock, big inventory. So we're coming into different things where you've got to, you know, figure out how to, how to fill those challenges. If you need 500 coolers and there's only 200 in stock, you know, how do you, how do you tweak this?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point. Brooks, are you running into that? In terms of
3: the supplier shortage, we, we are. Um, it can be solved by really by piecemealing those orders together and in particular if you're shipping to individual addresses people's homes then that the the fact that they may not all be the a consistent product isn't really i'm finding isn't really as big of a deal to our clients um but we haven't really run into too many shortages and in fact if we do then we move on to you know a different product um so we kind of start with a broader approach of hey this is our concepts and ideas, and then we narrow it down to the final products. Um, You know, we're, our focus now has, because we're getting into the end of the year is really towards year end gifting. Um, And because my company has dealt uh, mainly with uh, experiential marketing agencies over the years, we were hit pretty hard because we're events driven. So we are one of those face-to-face companies and our clients are those face-to-face companies that, really all business stopped. So we, we pivoted to remote gifting pretty early um, as a solution because we were servicing events uh, like AWS. Um, We were doing like the Nike marathon. We were doing events like Coachella, all these events stopped yet. They still wanted to engage people. They still wanted to engage their fans, engage their, uh, you know, their customers or engage the, the, the folks that were coming to their conferences. So, so we pivoted pretty quickly to that. And so in these conversations with these same folks, we are learning that, like you said, Josh, they're not doing their big year end, you know, parties. They're not doing it. You know, they're not spending those those dollars as they normally would at the end of the year. And to reallocate those dollars into some sort of gifting program is really easy and a no brainer for them. And we kind of take that workload away and, and sort of manage that process end to end. And there are a lot of suppliers out there who will do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. They'll do the packaging. They'll do the drop shipping. They'll manage, you know, the, the tracking, um, of those packages. So, you know, there is a lot that can be leveraged right now to achieve it, you know, for smaller groups. I mean, even my, my company, we don't have a lot of boots on the ground. And some of most folks out there are independents, right? So they can't really do all this back-end packaging and kidding themselves, but the suppliers will do it for you.
0: Do
1: you are you finding, Brooks, uh, as it relates to the shipping addresses, uh, your clients able to get those home addresses, whether it's for, I don't know, for attendees of events, sponsors, partners, what have you, with so many people working remote? Or are you shipping it to the corporate off uh, to the offices to people's businesses and no shipping it directly to homes. Wow, yep. how about you, Jill? I'm curious.
2: Um, a mixture, definitely a mixture. We have a lot of I have a lot of clients that are essential workers, so the offices are still open, so we're we're not doing as much to the homes as we are to the offices, and they're distributed from there.
0: Interesting. Got well, it. What kind of what kind of industries are those, Jill?
2: The... Um, lots of manufacturing. So I have a, you know, an elevator company. So that's, you know, we have a, a company that deals in, you know, locks and doors and construction, of course, is, you know, essential. It's it's amazing how many companies are essential at this point.
0: <laughs> right. What's essential right? depends on how good your lobbyists are. I've got a good friend right? who has a large auto dealership. And apparently, I didn't realize that auto dealers are essential. So he's uh, been open through this whole thing. So, um, Yeah.
1: Mike, were there? Uh, Do we want to maybe cast a poll to yeah to everybody on this topic?
0: Or? Yeah, let's let's put one up. Um, you know, here's uh, here's the first one uh, we've got is uh, guys. What what products are you seeing clients order now? We've got uh, PPE, holiday gifts, employee morale, other, or not seeing activity. And if there's something, if you if you put other. Uh, Feel free to add it to the Q&A, not the chat. The chat's a little harder for us to manage, but put it in the Q&A so I can manage the questions uh, and tell us if you're seeing something else that clients are ordering. What's interesting, well, I'll wait, I'll wait till they come up, wait until the polls close before comment, right? So here we go. It is interesting. Wow. Uh, I'm actually surprised. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, we're obviously, uh, people are canceling their, their Christmas parties, their year-end parties. It's just, they're just not happening. So, there's a whole, you know, whole shift, but they've got budget money, you know, if they're open. So Oh, yeah, that's a big deal, and it's, it's
1: compounded by the employee morale issue, right? So, a lot of people, right. um, a lot of us, right, a lot of us actually are used to working from home, right? But right. a lot of people are not especially during this, this time. And so the employee morale issue I'm seeing is a huge deal. So gonna, you, you go oh, and can't,
0: sorry. Were sorry, think? no, I was going to end this, poll. Go ahead, go yeah. ahead. I'm going to end this and just share the results here, yeah.
1: So you go and, you know, cancel a holiday party. That's like a double whammy. You're, you know, people are jonesing to get out and connect and they can't. So how do you kind of replace that
0: budget and boost morale? Well, I, I mean, who's better than us? Yeah, I mean I've seen it. yeah, right, exactly. I mean I've seen it. My wife is a classic example. She's a partner in a national CPA firm and she's usually on the road, you know, forty percent of the time, flying all over the country to offices and she hasn't gone anywhere in months and you know, she's basically sitting in front of a computer doing meetings all day nonstop. And uh I'm used to working from home, I'm used to doing it like this. She's not. So uh that's something to be aware of, you know, she's got and she has to manage herself through that and I think a lot of employers are struggling employers are struggling with that as well so josh what do you make here's the results here uh i'm actually i'm surprised that ppe is very low on here that's not what people are people are buying uh, other things
1: well uh, it's interesting i think it's a bit of a mix okay so like yeah. i know we even though we came up with these these specific answers to the poll like like i have a, a client that did an employee morale kit that included ppe Right. Mm. So depending on how you yeah, look at true. it and and we're definitely seeing, you know, at least I'm seeing, you know, clients that are trying to gear their employees up that are home with masks and, you know, to go kits and these types of things. And like Jill was saying, we have even suppliers that mix a combination of PPE, hand soap food all in one kind of a package that looks nice. So you can call it employee morale or PPE. Um, I think that there's going to be a, there's going to be a big uptick with holiday gifts. I think that this is the year for holiday gifts. If never before. Personally.
0: Josh, we've got a, a, a lot of feedback. Apparently we, uh, we, we hit a good topic here cause there's a lot of feedback. If you look in the Q and a, uh, Jeff Greenberg, we're doing a fair amount of apparel, Adam town apparel, Jennifer Pinto apparel. Um, so, uh, let's see, Jane Mitchell, uh, a lot of event gift bags from associating meeting, association meetings. Linda McNeil, more apparel, employee appreciation, service awards. Uh, Tammy Wiesel, Uh a lot of small businesses are over the PPE and moving back to their traditional ad specs. Uh, Donald Herman, brewery business is picking up, but susceptible to stay closings, true. Uh, Linda McNeil, PPE sanitizers, blue light blocking eye sunglasses. Cool, Leslie. Okay, another one. Leslie Priest. Uh, hi, Leslie. Uh, I've never done so much apparel and John Taylor apparel. So that uh, uh, seems to be the runaway winner there. A lot of
1: yeah apparel for you know maybe people can kind of respond like apparel for employees, shipping apparel to employees. That's kind of what I'm curious about learning. You know. Um, and how they're going about even doing that, you know, that's a,
3: a bit of apparel too, Josh. The problem is, is that it's sized. So you have to get that information. If you're going to do specific mm-hmm. orders for specific people, if they're going to do a large order run and then just have be accepting of overages, you know, that's the easiest way to handle that. But what we're seeing is really four different main kit types or gifting types. And you're right. There is a little crossover and you can curate it and poach from one and put it in the other. But there are health and wellness, uh, there's PPE, there's happy hour or drink related, mm-hmm. and that that speaks to what Jill was talking about sort of creating an experience with the kidding. And then the work from home slash tech. And we find I'm finding that those are really the four main categories that folks are you know contacting us about. So in order for us to streamline and standardize. So our approach, we've we've created sort of those those responses canned already. So we have when someone reaches out to us or we contact somebody about gifting, we say, Oh, here's the most common types. What do you think? And oftentimes they don't really wanna take the time to go through your website and pick what right. products they want. They like it that you can just supply them with an answer.
1: Hmm. Do, and then um, are, these are kits that are that are all from suppliers or are you yeah. custom assembling them yourself? So
3: from suppliers, but what's interesting is we've also added uh, off like a philanthropic angle to a few of these. So I'll give you an example. There's a, there's a coffee roaster that has a, a particular blend that donates that money towards uh, a racial equity initiative they have. And so we've been doing you know, Yeti coffee mugs and then mixing it with this village of hope coffee from a local roaster. And we're finding that, you know, that resonates with a lot of our customers. They like to have that angle into it as well. So you know you can think of those terms too where maybe it's mainly supplier goods and then maybe you add, you know, something that's local to you.
1: Yeah. Oh that's interesting. Really interesting. I know that there are suppliers that are doing a lot of that that's just kind of part of the kit like mirror or base camp or um that hand soap i think that Gemline does soapbox so i know that there are brand name products out there in our industry that 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 tie in the social the social cause but the idea of doing something local is cool very cool and i just wanted to acknowledge i see a lot of people responding about the apparel and stuff like that um so thank you everybody I'm assuming can see the Q and a mic so they can see those answers as well. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Um, How about you, Jill? I'm just curious a little bit in terms of, you know, what, uh, what, what you think about the, some of the poll responses and if it kind of aligns with some of the stuff you're seeing at Brown and Bigelow. Um,
2: So again, same thing as everyone, we're seeing an uptick in apparel, um i do agree you know with with brooks you get into the situation with you know sizing and all so it all depends again if you're you know sending it to an office or you're sending it to their home um for me my business is taken and i know we talked about this earlier um my fourth quarter business really relies a lot on co-op dollars and that's where i you know the the gifting is all great and i think that people are definitely going um to be reallocating that end of year spend that they were going to do holiday parties or whatever it is. Um, So that's, that's a huge piece for me. I've always, because I deal with a lot of manufacturers, there's a lot of co-op dollars that are out there. I'm not sure if everybody, you know, you know, has dealt with co-op and co-branding.
1: Can you, can Uh, you explain what the co-op dollars are?
2: Sure. Sure. Um, So I'll give you an example. Um, Assume like a company, say a, a cookie lock that manufactures cookie locks um, they sell to um, a Home Depot, they sell to a uh, lock and supply company. So these companies that are purchasing from them are purchasing hundreds of thousands of dollars in Quickie locks. Quickie then will give them, say, a 1% or 2% um, amount of dollars to use for co-op marketing. And that could be anything. That could be a trade show item, that could be um, they could put an ad out in uh, a builder's magazine, uh, Quickie and Lenar Homes, whatever, whoever's purchasing. So whoever's, the, the, the purchase amount, they're getting back one to 2% that they can use however they 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 want to, whether, again, it's um, ad space or apparel or um, drinkware. At the end of the year, they've got all this extra cash. So what we're going in and we're basically taking a Yeti cup and we're putting the quickie logo on one side and the distributors logo on the other. What's happened this year is the spend, nobody spent any of the money because people were so afraid to, of course, buy, you know, there there wasn't a trade show. You didn't have to put an ad out there. Um, Nobody was spending that money. So what's happening is these distributors at the end of the year right now, they've got all this extra cash and if they don't spend it, they lose it. So if, if anybody out there has clients that are in the manufacturing field, there's, there's money out there to be spent, there's money to be had.
1: And um, so now it's just a free-for-all, right? They gotta spend down their money and the, the floodgates are opening. Um, we were talking about this uh, when we, we chatted beforehand, like uh, beer and liquor distributors, they all have co-op dollars right? These brands have co-op dollars that for their distribution. So now these, these distributors are able to, they're buying it. There's a, there's a huge opportunity if you're in that market. Um, Mike, do we have a, a, a poll or anything on budgets specifically and what types of budgets are out there? I don't remember if we had set that up or not.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we do actually here. I'll throw that up right now. It's uh launch pong. So, there we go. So, what types of unused budgets are clients spending down now? Uh, events, office-related, HR budget, business development, or, or other. And again, you're welcome to put the answers to the other in the, in the Q and A. So, when you put in the Q and A, everybody can see uh, can see those.
1: Yeah, and it's and, and while while people are filling this out, like I just kind of give you a couple of examples in terms of what I'm thinking. <clears throat> you know, uh, obviously trade shows, right? There's a, a, a huge amount of budget dollars left over over from canceled trade shows. How are how are your clients that are out there? Whether you're in the you service associations or nonprofits or just the businesses in general, how are they redeploying those dollars? You know, office related. It could be even things like there's a catering budget for employees, and uh, no one's everyone's working remotely. So where are all those dollars going? Are they just being saved? Or, or cut maybe if the business is sucking wind but if, it, if the business is doing great and the employee morale is down maybe there's an opportunity to redeploy the the those dollars you know on the hr side you know what about the recruiting the job fairs and onboarding all these things where people are working remote or, or canceled the job fairs. so there's a lot of yeah. budget on that side as well and of course on the business development and sales
0: yeah, Gerald posted a comment said that you know trade shows, small item giveaways are, are gone, but he's seeing a move to higher value name brand, right, or high perceived value products since they're going to you know to, to employees, right. So they're spending uh, spending on higher higher uh, value brand name products.
2: I totally agree. Smaller with quantity.
0: That. You see that. So what are you seeing, Joe?
2: So um, not just to employees. I mean, really, I'm seeing my clients are um, doing high end branded items to their um, To their clients so it's um i have never sold so much yeti as i've sold this year everybody wants to tie in Hmm. again you're not spending as much on the on the small things so i i do agree with the person who said that so you're putting your dollars into something that's um high perceived value has a um a retail brand connected to it it just it it Mm -hmm. comes off a little bit more polished as um you mean you mean so much more to me and and obviously they do
1: right what you know so, one of the questions that i'm seeing here is how do you pitch how do you pitch for those dollars i guess lucinda was asking how how do you pitch for these unused budget dollars what's uh what's the angle you take or what do you, what do you each say i'm kind of curious how you go about you know dialing for dollars
3: <laughs> i mean we are big on email campaigns um, and so we'll use a client like mailchimp or or something in that nature set up a campaign, mail it out to our list. We've compiled a list of over the years of 14, 1500. um, And then we can use the analytics on the back end to see who's actually opened it up and checked it out. And and then we follow up with uh, a phone call. And I think one of the things we touched on earlier in the year, in one of these discussions is that the phones are really wide open right now, more than any time than I've seen, people are answering their phones. So, you know, We do an email blast. I actually created a quick little sample that I'll share with you guys. Um, And this is very generic, but just to kind of show you what we do just to get the feelers out there. And then, and then we'll follow up uh, with a phone call. And it's, it's, I'm finding the direct question is of, do you have any leftover marketing dollars? And are you willing to reallocate those to a gifting program? It's really the best way to find that out quick and easy. And, you know, nine times out of 10, the answer is yes, we do. And sometimes that's a pretty good hit rate. That's <laughs>
1: five
3: sometimes it's five to 10 people. And sometimes it's a hundred, to uh, 500, you know, depending on the size of the organization. So, um, you know, our, our company isn't afraid of small orders or big orders. So we, we, we try to uh, you know, attack all of them, but let me uh, share my screen real quick and just show you this little uh, one pager that we did. All right, let me see. here. Okay, so this is just a quick little one-pager that we created that we would brand, obviously, uh, with our logo and our contact information down here. And this is just, these are uh, images we shot of some kits that we've created and sent out, some products that we put together. This is an example right here. They wanted to source some barbecue sauce, so we looked and found a, you know, kind of a, uh, boutique barbecue sauce manufacturer. We brought in these spices from a spice company and threw this one together. Um, you know, and this is right here, you know, not throwing your annual holiday party. Why not create a gifting program instead? Send this out. And this is kind of how it works. Receive the shipping list, pack it out for you, drop ship it. Very simple. And then we'll, you know, we'll do an email blast or something along these lines. And, uh, follow up with phone calls
1: fantastic and obviously you're getting great results based on what you just said in terms of people you know
3: yeah yeah you know, the they, great results on being interested now that's got to move up the chain to the decision makers on on you know where they're going to spend those dollars but you know we we we've got three to four gifting programs going out of here a week so it's been pretty heavy but-
0: well, I, I want to just make sure we do hit the, uh, share these results, Josh. That uh, Oh, wait. Are they still up? I'm still sharing screen. Sorry, guys. I didn't realize that was up. So I guess you can still see the, uh, the event sharing. But, yeah, we're, we've got – Brooks, I mean, you're, you're, you know, you've you got an events-based business. So you work with events. But uh, it looks like 44% of the respondents said that, you know, event budgets are what are being spent down, right? Uh, not so much on the, the business development, but HR is, is a big one too, is, no, is number two. So business development is down there. So, yeah, they're spending it down. uh, We do have one uh, one question here. Somebody's asking, uh, uh, somebody said that Yeti is selling direct, and then someone else said, where are you getting the Yeti? Where are you sourcing it?
2: So, go ahead, Brooks.
3: I think, well, I was going to say Diamondback and Premco, I think, are two. Right? Do Yeti?
2: Okay. Yeah, Diamondback, um, Lexar Global does. The Premco pretty much has the I think the really the direct with Yeti.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: But stock is awful bad on Yeti, so definitely Uh, check it out before you sell it.
3: Yeah, one of the things too, as an end around, you know, you can order through Premco blank goods, and then you know bring them to another decorator. Because we're finding sometimes, you know, we have a lower minimum than what, what Premco wants to handle, which I think is 48. Um, so there's, there's end arounds and there's ways to, to, to get stock in quicker than what they're willing to do. And also Yeti's very slow, you know. They don't respond right. for a week or two, so.
1: Right. And, and from your standpoint, Brooks, I'm just curious of two things. Number one, uh, this effort with, with gifting, this is something you did before? Or no, you've never done this?
3: No. No, this is all oh, really? because of COVID.
1: And without wow. getting too into your business, I don't want to you know, put you on the spot, but has it generated hundreds of dollars, thousands, tens of thousands? I'm just kind of curious without getting too far into your business.
3: I mean, we're, we're, on pace, <laughs> we're on pace to match our sales from last year.
1: And the, the gap wow. that was created by the canceled events is being replaced with gifting programs like you just described? Right.
0: Wow. That's that's a, that's a that. But that's worth putting an uh, emphasis on and restating. So Brooks is in you know an industry, and you have got quite a few employees, right? It's now you're not a sole you know solopreneur, but you're you had an events based business. So you guys were crushed; like everything was gone. So if you're on par to do anywhere close to last year, or on par to last year, that's a big deal, right? To and so if if I mean. I think this is really what you're sharing here is really valuable. It's a roadmap for others to be able to use. I mean, if you can do it right, they, they can follow suit. It's
1: incredible. I mean, look, there's, there's, this is why, I mean, look, this is why we've got you on the call, <laughs> right, because you're right. kicking major ass and that's awesome. And you've pivoted and you know, I know that term pivot is, uh, is uh, overused these days or whatever, but I mean, that's exactly what you've done and it's incredible. And yeah. I think that, it, to be pointed out, you know, we are in a business where we have so many options because of our supply chain and the services that even our, our, our suppliers are providing to transition our businesses. Now, you're doing, right, you're doing some of this kidding and fulfillment in-house or decorating in-house, I don't know. But even if you're not, right, for the, for the I don't let's just say the majority of the people that are on this call are not doing that. You can leverage, you know, I'm going to kind of blitz through some suppliers. I know you could leverage uh, the, the chest to ship them all the products and they'll package it up for you and then ship it out, drop ship it to a list. You could leverage, you know, suppliers like Leeds or Gemline to assemble their respe- or suite, assemble their respective products, put in an insert letter and then drop ship it to a list. Um, I've even seen suppliers taking other suppliers products, bringing it in assembling it, drop shipping it to a list. So um, you don't have to have in-house fulfillment and packaging services to be able to offer these services to your respective uh, clients. You just need to have to ask, you just need to go out and ask for the budget dollars. And then I,
3: I wouldn't re- recommend doing it in-house to be honest.
1: <laughs> right.
3: It's, it's yeah. I mean, I have employees that we wanted to, you know, keep on through COVID and we took, you know, PPP loans and, and all of that. So there's obligations. And so, you know, that's why we're doing a lot of the, the heavy lifting in-house. But we're looking and we have tried to leverage as much as we can from the supplier chain. So we, so we don't have to Brooks, do that.
0: How, Brooks, Carol Krugly raises a good point. Uh, she said, uh, you know, directing this to you, doesn't that increase your cost substantially, especially with shipping with Yetis? I mean, how has how the, the kidding and, and doing all of this in-house impacted your costs?
3: Well, I mean, we build it into the program right mm-hmm. so it's a line item fulfillment's mm-hmm. a line item shipping uh inbound shipping is built into the cost outbound shipping is additional you know it's
0: okay. so, so you just pass it forward pass it through yeah, yeah and it's okay. all
3: out there it's all really out there built into the to the estimate for the customer to see and
0: well people else? are expecting it uh, people are expecting it now right i mean you know you see restaurants raising prices just for that like we're at half capacity we've got to have you know charge a premium it's it's uh a lot of other service providers are doing the same thing.
3: You know what I think the most important question we ask once it gets down the road a little bit is really like, what is your all in budget per kit? And if they say 20 bucks and that includes shipping, well, then you have to reverse engineer Mm. that solution.
0: Okay.
1: Are you Jill, how do you go about pitching? I'm just curious. Or what are you saying to when you're asking about these co-op budgets or just in general?
2: So uh, again co-op is really my focus. So when I have a distributor who is going ahead and using some co-op dollars with me to co-brand with their um, the manufacturer, I'm they've got co-op dollars from somebody else too. So just because I'm using, you know, just because they're uh, they're buying from Quickie, they're also buying from you know, uh, Anderson door or something. So there's a lot of, there's a, do- a lot of dollars out there that just that one distributor has, they've got co-op dollars from probably half a dozen different companies. So it's a matter of, okay, so you must have other co-op dollars. How about if we do another piece, a drinkware piece? And it's, it's, it's just an add on it's, they're already doing business with you. It's just mm-hmm. keeping asking those questions.
0: I see. I've got a, We've got another comment from Donald Herman. Just says, if uh, current sales and bids continue on pace, we will exceed two thousand nineteen. Even though our core business, which are breweries and tourism, were at zero wow. for three months. So, Donald, maybe if you could come back in the the, the Q and A and just tell us, uh, you know, how you're doing that. Right. Love to hear what are you doing to 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 keep those sales up.
1: We have a ton of Q and A, Mike. We're way behind. No, I know. We, I can't keep gotta, up, man. We got to let's just address a little bit of these okay. so that we're, you know, yeah. doing right by the by the people that are participating.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I see a lot of uh, uniforms, employees, uh, Adam Town and Ashley, and uh, a couple. Who else? Karen. You know, employees uh, are wear, they're sending apparel to employees to wear on virtual team meetings, right? Somebody else mentioned doing happy hours, virtual happy hours and things, but it's, you know, anything around these, these, uh, these team events.
3: You know, uh, Donald asked an interesting question and I want to, I want Jill to respond. If you know, See, he asked "Are distributors operating at lower at a lower margin this year to secure sales. And I know Josh, you hate this question, um, <laughs> but, but what are you seeing, Jill?
2: Um, Honestly, um, I think the answer is no. I think that we are way more valued now um, not to sell ourselves short and take that lower margin. I just think it's, I don't think you ever should. I mean, certainly, you know, we deal with large quantities, but, um, and I know everybody wants the dollars. We all want the sale. You feel like you have to go in low, but I think our competitors are, um, you know, falling off and we need to keep our value. Don't cut yourself short.
1: You want to know my answer? <laughs> yes. What's your answer, Josh? No effing way. <laughs> Pardon my French, Mike. I know this is not the, great, not the Howard Stern. Not the Howard
0: Stern show, Josh.
1: I know. Listen, this is the perfect opportunity to position yourself as a sales pro, to yeah. add value, to be a resource to your client, to show that you're on the forefront of how you can help them. It has nothing to do with price. Nothing to do with price. What you said, Brooks, is the only thing I would say has to do with the price, which is what's your budget, what's your overall budget that you're operating within, and then back into it, and offer products that fit within that budget at a fair margin. So this should be this is this is an, a, a situation I believe that's really ripe for the taking, and Holy- if you ask the right questions to find out what what your 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 client's budget is. Then you should be able to back in and keep your margins. No
0: problem. Yeah, I mean, look, this is uncharted territory for clients as well, right? These buyers, they they've been through this. They're trying to figure out what to do. All of a sudden, you know, they used to do a Christmas party every year, and now it's gone. Now what? They don't know anything about kidding and employee morale. You know, prep. they don't they don't know. So if you can add value, be an advisor to them, you shift from you know being a you know peddling swag to actually advising and guiding and help help them do their jobs. You know, you get the deal and they're not going to dicker over, over margin and such. By the way, Lynn DeVivier has said, said uh, we've shipped over 40,000, 40,000 kits to people's homes and we're on target to have our best year ever. Way to go, Lynn. There's, wow. a, there's some great stories, success stories out there. Uh, That's
1: it's unbelievable. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the other thing I just wanted to point out is, again, on this price thing, Okay. Because, of course, this is a hot button for me, which is a lot of people expect to pay money for things like gift packaging and fulfillment and that type of work. So you can, be, you can leverage our supply chain that is now discounting it or offering it at no fee. So there's margin to be made there that you could sell even if your costs are really low. Right. And at least balance it out if you're then selling a product like Yeti, which has lower retail margins or what have you. So this is a big opportunity, especially with kidding, because there are just so many ways to, to sell it without getting so granular on the price per unit of, a, of an individual product like you're maybe normally used to selling.
0: So, yeah, Don, Don came back and said, Donald Herman said, uh, they've gone to state purchasing sites and are bidding on state contracts. Um, For example, a $40,000 bid for the Louisiana hunting, hunting and fisheries program. So there you go. I mean, they've got money, right? So uh, Brooks, uh, Eugene Marsh has posted several times here. He's asking, I'm not sure what the question is. Can you post the four categories again? I think that was from at the start of the the conversation.
3: I think I wrote those in, but I'll do it again. Um, That we're seeing is health and wellness. Okay. Work from home slash tech. You know, uh, happy hour drinking food that all goes into one okay. and PPE. Okay. And I would say just to that last point, the thing we're probably going to see the margins decrease the most on the quickest is PPE. I think we've probably all seen mm-hmm.
0: that. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: know, uh, Gracie asked a really good question. Have most companies are decided what they're ordering on the, for the holidays. When is it too late to contact them? Uh, the answer is mostly no, but now is the time. So th- the the latter part of your question, when is it too late to contact them? Probably the end of this month. So I think now is the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my,
1: and my my experience is just a smidge different because I used to, when I first started off in this industry, I used to have a gift packaging and fulfillment company and we would do a lot of holiday baskets and stuff like that. So with our supply chain as we're traditionally thinking about it i i totally agree with you brooks you know people are making decisions right now um but there will be a window of people that have forgotten about this and have budgets and want to do it and they'll do it they'll remember right after thanksgiving at least that's been my experience and those traditionally are more like gift baskets and food types of products and there are suppliers in our industry that will do that like maple ridge farms um trying to blank on the on the gift basket company now they'll do one-offs uh where you just send them a list and then they'll drop ship it to different locations so but now is definitely the time and our our next webinar is going to be on on holiday gift products to to push and that's going to be in two weeks so we're definitely going to cover that even though to your point you know that'll be sort of towards the end of it people are making decisions right now Mm -hmm. for sure um we are like blitzing through the time here mike we're having so Uh, much fun
0: (laughs) i know i'm I'm just just looking at the the engagement is incredible uh from the comments steve feldman uh, boston uh a lot of embroidered three-ply masks to a private school started with a sample five orders over 50 percent margin big big issue the key is to keep client informed of delivery status good point steve uh donald Herman again uh they've got a college that's closed and is using a scratch off mailer to engage alums. So it doesn't require face to face contact. Right. That's awesome. I'm going
1: to share my screen while you're looking through these. Cause I want to just at least. Yeah. You got some slides that I promised.
0: Yep. Okay. Shelly, uh, uh, Grimmelsman down in Florida. Yes. Down in Florida. Our schools are back, uh, in person. Uh, a lot of sports teams, breast cancer awareness month, masks, T-shirts, holiday gifts. So good.
1: So I'm going to okay, just blitz, right. blitz. I'll blitz through these real quickly. And then okay. if anybody wants yep. to see this recording, it's available. If you want a copy of the pre, of these, whatever, if it can be help. Okay. So these are examples of some of the top budgets I'm seeing. Again, I'm just one person reading about and that to go after, you know, Events budgets we talked about, internal as it relates to things like holiday parties, external as it relates to trade shows, office related budgets, food, catering, even office supplies, like companies that are have, have lower, you know, they're crushing it, but they're spending less. They may want to redeploy some of these budgets uh, into the products that we're talking about hr budgets on the recruiting and employee retention side job fairs employee recognition programs i saw someone uh, talk about employee recognition and awards that's a, i think a, is a big opportunity right now um, business development budgets you know think of all the dollars saved from travel like where are those dollars being redeployed i would be asking your top clients these, these exact questions do you have any budgets related to events office hr biz dev that you're not using that we could help redeploy it's really that simple you know look at your top customers that you work with that you have a great relationship with and just ask them and then i put advertising but just as it relates to sponsorships you know you have a lot of like like law firms that go and sponsor events that are no longer happening what are they doing with those budgets just as an example um then as it relates to the types of products Um, and services you can sell. I know we've covered a lot of them, but I just want to blitz through them. Holiday gifts for clients, holiday gifts for employees, work from home morale tech kits, work from home PPE kits, employee reward programs, you know, even restock of their promos. Some people may have leftover budgets and they are trying to figure out where to, to redeploy those marketing dollars. Well, you could sell them products right now and charge them now, right? They want to spend on the budget and then offer to deliver them in 2021. Um, If you deal with associations or nonprofits, uh, membership, member kit programs, member appreciation programs, you know, I was reading an article about, uh, obviously, there are a lot of people that are doing virtual home, uh, virtual school, and um, they're now doing, uh, they're going on the road and actually doing uh, road schooling, I guess is the term, you know, a lot of people road tripping types of products. Um, virtual education products, obviously, and then food and gourmet gift baskets.
0: Hey. Josh on points eight and nine with these road trip and the virtual education uh, vacation rentals are up because families are traveling with their kids. The parents are working from home, kids are, are, are schooling from home or homeschool, whatever it is. Uh, so they just go, they're, they're, going off to getting a vacation rental. So like, uh, you know, uh, guest, uh, welcome gifts and things like that with they vac- care, just anything to a vacation rental uh, agency. Might be you know good opportunity. Yeah, I think that was Chander. I think Chander brought that up earlier.
1: Yeah, just there's just a ton of opportunities, and uh, that's why I'm as excited about kind of bringing this topic to the forefront. I just think that uh, there's so many uh, ways to if you if you've had a great year to finish your year super strong, if you have been struggling, like now's the time to scoop up a ton of business. And uh, and these are all the different ways to kind of go about doing it. Do we lose Jill there? I think we did. She'll
0: she come back. Take,
1: she couldn't take us anymore, Mike. <laughs> she
0: she had to go she, sell. She had to go sell something.
1: <laughs> right. She's so excited. She had to go sell. <laughs> um, any other final thoughts? Any other Q and A questions we want to look look at? Now that I've kind of blitzed through my slides, I'll I'll kind of stop with that.
0: Chandler, Brooks Chandra's asking, "How are you your? How are you working with your clients to get uh, their?" You know, home addresses for employees.
1: Yep. I
3: am rapidly firing an answer back to her right now. Okay. Um, Chandra, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> so what we do is we use Google Forms. We create like a, uh, a questionnaire on Google Forms. Um, and in that is, you know, we gather that contact information. And then we just have a white that we have created um a while ago, I think, you know, with my lawyer that just – says what we do with personal data how quickly we'll destroy it you know so we're so we put that out in front of them that we're obligated to destroy that data within 24 hours and that's usually good enough and that's with companies of all size you know all sizes that's that's good enough so i'm gonna hmm. i'm gonna post that, so cool. you can that there. but yeah just, just google forms is really easy you can even you cool. know you can add logos and artwork to it
0: all right I see Lynn put her hand up. Lynn, I see your hand raised there. If you, am uh, not sure. Do we have time to bring anybody on? She, she did that intentionally. If you want, she wants to come on. If you want to, if you want to come on and join us, Lynn, keep your hand up there.
1: Yeah. And while she's doing, while she's doing that, uh, Rochelle has asked a question about pop-up stores like order my gear and those types of, Oh, look, we've got Lynn.
0: Well, I, I Lynn, you'll uh, unmute your microphone. I assume that was intentional. You want to join us. Well, always have, We can bring somebody on for a minute. We will, if you unmute your microphone and you can say hello and uh, ask your question.
1: See, while she's doing that, I'll just just mention that pop-up stores and these types of you know platforms are fantastic for this time of year. You know, I've set up an employee appreciation uh, pop-up store, like a batch order, where I give the employees mm-hmm. three different products to choose from. They can place their order, and then we aggregate those orders and drop ship them to the different offices. You could do the same thing for holiday gifts. You know, an employee, uh, a client will, will basically choose three gifts. Their employees can then go and order for their respective you know, client base, place the order online, and then boom, just drop ship it. So pop-up stores, I think, is a huge opportunity.
0: Cool. All right, Josh, we've got uh, about four minutes left. So we promised uh, at the start of the show, we want to mention the small group coaching, which we've got a class starting next week. And I think it's important for people to hear. We'll have not we Do you want to touch on that? Touch on what we've got next week? Uh, we'll do, we'll throw up a couple of surveys and then we'll come back to Brooks and Jill for just uh, closing thoughts for uh, for the, the yes. audience.
1: Yep. So our next small group coaching class starts on October 13th, which is next week. Uh, a little surprise. I haven't announced it ever, but we're going to kind of do a show, show and tell, which will be cool. We're going to talk about our favorite products that we're seeing out there, and uh, that are, and how we're going about selling them, or services that we're going about selling them, especially again for this. The Q4 topic of, you know, capitalizing on some of these budgets, but, you know, small group coaching is an opportunity. The thing that I love about it personally is seeing you know, promotional distributors independent or, or part of an organization from all around the country and we're collaborating. We're a community, we're sharing best practices, we're learning from one another. We're not a, mm-hmm. yes, we're in a competitive industry, but there's a lot of opportunity, just like this webinar, to learn from each other and help each other with our businesses. And that is really the spirit of these small group coaching sessions. And then the other piece of it is to, you know, friend, do a little friendly, holding ourselves accountable so that we can implement some of the best practices that we're learning and, uh, and grow our businesses. So it's been yep. fantastic.
0: Brooks, how many months have you been uh, in the the small group coaching program? Since June. Since June. Okay. Yeah, do you mind sharing briefly, like, you know, what your experience has been so far?
3: Yeah, I think uh, accountability, you barely touched on it. But to me, that's the the main factor, I think, uh, of the group, you know, because Mm -hmm. we do set goals and we discuss those goals and then we make sure most of the time that we have, you know, kept up with our obligations on those goals. And that's been pretty helpful for me um, in my company. Um, and then, you know, the group that I'm paired with, you know, you, you get to know them pretty well. Um, and there's a lot of sharing, cooperation that, handled, that, that goes on between group members. So it's been, it's been uh, really valuable to me. So I'd, I'd recommend it to anybody that, has, that, that is thinking about it.
1: Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Do, for wa- Do you want to yeah, put, put the- up a poll on that, Mike? While we kind of take some final thoughts, because we're getting tight on time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's just uh, a couple of. Uh, we'll put the poll. So, yeah, you know, if uh, you're, you're joining us, you're interested in joining the small group coaching program, just hearing more about it. You know, respond to the poll. Let us know. We'll, we'll we'll get back to you with some information. But uh, it's not for everybody. Uh, it is a program. As Brooke said about accountability, and it's for distributors who are looking to grow. They want to sc- scale sales and grow their margins. Right. So, um, you want Josh, you had one more comment or you want uh, to move as, no. as, we're, as, as we're responding here? No, no, I think okay. we're
1: good. You know, no. we want to just uh, maybe wrap up with uh, some final thoughts Clos- from everybody.
0: Yeah. So I guess closing thoughts, uh, uh, Brooks, what would you say for those in the audience who are, you know, the other distributors who've listened, you know, what's the first step to get started? I think as we close in on the year end that you'd encourage them to take,
3: yeah, I think I think now's the time. Um, I think create a, a mark a sales and marketing strategy. Whether you have you know thirty clients or three hundred clients, you know, create a strategy to reach out to them. Um, we create marketing materials that speak to our audience, mm-hmm. and I would uh, encourage you to do the same. Um, and just ask the ask the direct questions. Do you have money? How much do you have? And are you willing to spend it?
0: awesome. All right. Uh thanks, thanks Brooks. And uh Jill, while you're answering the question, I'm going to uh throw up one more poll and just to ask everyone to give us some feedback on on today's uh event, what they think about the webinar today. So, Jill, first steps for uh for the distributor's listing.
2: Okay, so again, um get out there as, you know, Brooks was saying, find out what the budget is and figure out how, you know, How to sell into that but again look at the co-branding this is a perfect time this time of the year to use those co-op funds i wanted to add one more thing um so make sure you partner up with your suppliers and when i say this on the holiday items or get a a order form together so get your product out there as you know brooks showed his you know the flyer but do a call to action so get the vendors to put, whether it's Maple Ridge and they've got, you know, five different cookies on there, have an order form on the bottom. It's a call to action. Have an interactive form so that all the client has to do is fill it out and send it back. Awesome. I think we miss a lot of the time that our suppliers right now, they're all over doing this for us.
0: Yeah, Fantastic. absolutely. All right, Josh. Well, let's, let's wrap. I, I, I just want to say is, and I'll hand it off to you, Josh, but uh, to Brooks and Jill, thank you, Brooks. Uh, congratulations on your success this year and appreciate you sharing uh, all that you have today. I think has been really valuable uh, for us. And Jill, likewise, thank you for sharing. Good luck to Brown and Bigelow and to you. And uh, appreciate you guys helping out and with distributors helping distributors. It's the spirit of the show. So thanks, uh, Josh.
1: Yeah, I'm you know, echo what Mike's saying, thank you both for taking the time. I know you're busy wheeling and dealing and crushing it. So congrats on your successes and thank you for making the time to share some of your best practices with us. Um, I will say that if you ask me, what is the next step you can take? Look at your top 10 customers and ask them point blank if they have leftover year end budget and explain how you can be a resource to them. It's that easy. All right. Get off the call right now and do it. Okay. This is a huge opportunity for us in our industry. So I'm excited that we had a chance to talk about this. Mike, great job today. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Thank, thank you all again for attending. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time to join us today. Uh, our next uh, event is in two weeks on the 21st. So hope everybody stays healthy and uh, crushes your sales. And uh, we'll see you soon. Woohoo. Go get them, guys. <laughs> Thanks, see everybody. You. Bye. Thank you.